VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And friends, thank you for joining us today here on Crosstalk. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's been happening issue by issue. Uh, With the complicity of both parties, the fundamental ideas of the nation, including our faith and freedom, are being crushed for the benefit of powerful elites. Using everything from big tech to big government, these power brokers are silencing the voices of dissent, canceling those who refuse to fall in line and pitting the masses against one another. Universities are churning out so-called leaders who refuse to learn from past mistakes, but are instead intent on repeating them. Well, those statements come from the book Counterpunch. It's a groundbreaking new book that issues a battle cry for a populist movement in America that goes beyond any president, goes beyond any political party, but shows how people are coming together from diverse backgrounds to fight for faith and freedom. Joining us today, we welcome Floyd Brown. He's an author, speaker, media commentator, uh, the former CEO of USA Radio Network. He founded the Western Journal News website. Uh, Early in his career, he worked for President Ronald Reagan and Senator Bob Dole, was the first president of Citizens United. Uh, He's the author of numerous books, including the newly released book, Counterpunch, an unlikely alliance of Americans fighting back for faith and freedom. Floyd, welcome here to Crosstalk. Jim, it's great to be with you, and uh, it's, uh, you know, we live in very exciting times, Hmm. and there's a lot going on, but, you know, we serve a powerful, powerful God who's in control, and and so, you know, it's great to know you're on the winning side no matter what. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. (laughs) So, Floyd, you know, our our country— uh, was reeling from the government's response to COVID, and you actually traveled to Tulsa, and this is all, you know, precipitating the, what you're writing in your book here, but you, uh, you're, sp- you're going to speak there, and uh, what happened at that speaking event really had a profound impact on you. So tell us what happened. Yeah, so as we all know, you know, COVID was a deeply scarring time for the entire country. We were all basically put on house arrest and told we had to stay home. And uh, it, uh, you know, it tore apart families, it tore apart uh, churches, and it definitely tore apart communities. And, you know, America is, is, is still, you know, under the effects of COVID. But uh, early on, I uh, was invited to come to speak to a conference. It was called the Re- Re- um, Reopening Conference, and it was hosted by a business consultant, somebody who had seen all the businesses he was consulting shut down. And uh, it was the most eclectic conference I've ever spoken at. It wasn't a Christian conference, but it actually was in a church because, you know, uh, at that time, uh, hotels weren't hosting conferences. Most arenas weren't hosting uh, conferences. And the organizer found a church that would take it. The church seated about 5,000. And, uh, you know, traveling back then was, was almost surreal because, you know, you'd climb on the plane, there would be so many empty seats, and you'd get to your hotel, and it would be, you know, empty. And uh, if there was somebody at the front desk, they were behind uh, masks and a great big plastic sheet. It was just a weird time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that conference was such a healing moment for me and my wife. We both went. And uh, when we got in that room with those 5,000 people, the masks came down. It was, it was such a diverse audience. It was, you know, uh, owners of Mexican restaurants that wanted to get their restaurant opened again. It was firefighters and nurses who were, you know, preparing to lose their jobs because of uh, mandates that they had to receive a vaccine that they felt wasn't safe. And then there was, you know, just all kinds of different small businesses, churches that were shut down that wanted to reopen. We all came together, the masks came down, and literally it, it, it transformed from a business conference into a meeting where we felt the Holy Spirit. Uh, we actually had 
over 200 people that got saved at this wow. conference. Wonderful. And uh, it was it was it was just amazing. And and uh, so yes, I, uh, I I spoke at that conference. And one of the things that I was told over and over was, you know, Floyd, what can I do? So mm-hmm. I've been involved in politics for 40 years, public policy. Worked for President Reagan. Worked in the media. Worked uh, in all kinds of different campaigns. I, I, I wanted to pull together a kind of a battle plan for people that were really under false narratives. Mm-hmm. And COVID wasn't the only false narrative. I mean, we had false narratives like, you know, Trump was a Russian spy. We had false narratives like, uh, you know, the Biden laptop was, uh, you know, Russian propaganda. I mean, we just had a lot of false narratives. Each and every one of those false narratives, Jim, were intended to make people feel powerless. And so I wanted them to understand, no, we still have our Constitution. We still have our Bill of Rights. We still have our First Amendment. You still can speak out. And I wanted to empower them to go into their communities and start the healing process. Because we've got to get out with our neighbors. We've got to reunite with people. Mm-hmm. We have to show the love of Christ. That, that, that's the message. Yeah. The love of Christ can fix America and save America. So, so what you saw happen in Tulsa, the, the people coming together for this common goal, and, and let's get life going again here. The, this whole matter of uniting for a common goal, that's really what birthed our country, is it not? Oh, absolutely. When you go back and look at the founding, it was a very eclectic group that came here. Most of them were, you know, oppressed in Europe, so they were trying to get out to a new land. Sometimes it was religious persecution. Uh, Other times, these were economic refugees that came over as indentured servants. I mean, you had uh, just a, a, a really different group. But what brought people together at the founding of our nation and what I believe will bring people together now is the message of Christ. Mm-hmm. Our nation was founded really on the heels of the Great Awakening, and it was a result of people understanding that, uh, that, that their rights came from God and not from man, and so they moved to enshrine and protect those rights as coming from God. And and, and that's why America is such a special country. And that's why God has used America so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, our country has literally poured itself out over the 250 plus years of our existence. We've poured ourselves out. We have sent missionaries all over the globe. We have you know, poured out literally billions of dollars of aid to different countries to, to help people when they're hurting, whether it's a hurricane or earthquake or some other natural disaster, America, because of our Christian heart, has, has really poured into the world. And, and, and that's why I, I call America the bulwark to stop globalism. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's really our fight. Our fight is against globalists and elitists that want global governance. You know, there are times in which, and I'm going to have you paint a picture for where we are as a nation right now, because I, I believe that's really important. Sometimes, you know, we're off in a boat, maybe casting a line to, to catch a fish, and all of a sudden you realize, hey, I, I'm drifting. And 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 realize where we started from and where we are today are two different locations. So I think it's important, if you would, to just in brief, and I we could take the next three hours, but just in brief, paint a picture of where we are as a nation right now and the trajectory that we're on. Yeah, well, so um, I talk a lot in the book about the elites that really control our country. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my lifetime, I was born in 1961. I graduated from high school in 1979. And when you see the change in the, in the disparity of wealth that's happened in my lifetime, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. A group, a group of elites got control. And, you know, we always have had, you know, rich people and poor people and, and, and what have you. But the, the disparity has grown so much because government policy has been suppressing the wealth of the middle class. Uh, inflation is devastating to the middle class. 
and uh, uh, you know the, we have high taxes on mm-hmm. the middle class, yep. and it's people that don't that don't own assets. But the asset owners have done extremely well under the system, and so you know, for example, just COVID policy alone, COVID minted forty brand new billionaires with a B. 40 new billionaires that had never been billionaires before became billionaires because of COVID, while literally thousands of small businesses went out of business and will never come back. Thousands of restaurants went out of business. Thousands of different uh, functioning businesses that provided, you know, the the livelihood of Americans are gone forever because of COVID. But that's that's true of a lot of the different policies we've had, the, the, the energy policies that we have you know, hurt small business, help big business. So, um, you know, our, our country's gotten uh, way off track. At the same time, uh, when you look at Hollywood and entertainment and the news, they've been taken over by some very dark people. I mean, Hollywood is basically an open sewage pipe now, and uh, big tech empowers messages that are messages that you don't want your children or your grandchildren to be listening to because, you know, they, they, they literally, you know, fill their inboxes or their social media feeds with information about uh, LGBTQ and all kinds of the worst messages of confusion. Uh, and uh, and almost a, it's almost a demonic spirit that comes from these big tech companies. So, when you look at all this, it, it, it sounds bleak, um, but you know what? What I wanted to, to do, and especially in the area of politics, because the driving force of the Democratic Party over the course of the last four decades has been the tactics and the strategies of Saul Alinsky. Anybody who's following this should know that uh, Saul Alinsky. Uh, mentored both Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, but he literally had a massive impact on the entire Democratic establishment. And uh, he was a he was a socialist, a Marxist, and he he wrote a book called Rules for Radicals, which people should read because. Uh, and in fact, he he um, dedicated that book to Lucifer. I don't know if you know that. Yes, yes, he dedicated yes. it to Lucifer. Mm-hmm. But in that book. His whole strategy is to divide people and to divide uh, and create enmity between people, Mm -hmm. to create friction, uh, and to use that to control things. And and so that's that's the message. That's that's why they try to rip us apart. That's why they want black fighting with white. That's why they want all of these different economic groups fighting with each other. That's why they. They, uh, you know, flood the country with uh, immigrants so that they hope that that will cause division. And so their whole plan is by dividing, they conquer the nation. Our message is exactly the opposite. It's a message of love, Jim. Floyd Brown with us here today on Crosstalk, uh, author of the newly released book, Counterpunch, and uh, certainly it's fighting back for faith and freedom. Yes, folks, we're going to continue looking at some of the bleakness that is before us right now, but we're not going to stop there because we want to give that message of hope as well. So stay with us. We'll be back in one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, how fast does Niagara Falls erode? Chris, based on historical measurements, the falls has eroded upriver approximately five feet per year. In the early 1800s, when Sir Charles Lyell was promoting his Millions of Years concept, he used Niagara Falls to support his theory. Lyell claimed it was eroding at less than one foot per year, thus was tens of thousands of years old. This, he claimed, disproved the Bible. But in reality, Lyell ignored the evidence of rapid erosion. In fact, the erosion rate and the distance of erosion almost exactly points to the great flood of Noah's day as the start of erosion of the river's valley. The fact is, Charles Lyell was wrong, and the Bible's still right. It all started back in Genesis. Thanks, Dr. John. For more information, visit us on the web at icr.org. I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Floyd Brown is our guest today, an author, speaker, media commentator, and uh, he founded the Western Journal News website. It's a website we use that we daily. It's in my inbox on uh, emails that are coming in for news sources and uh, covering issues that... Uh, well, it's a different perspective than you're going to get from ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, etc. Uh, Floyd, we're talking about your book, Counterpunch, and uh, listeners will be sharing with you how you can get a copy of this as well. But uh, you deal with so many different issues. I mean, this is a, a very comprehensive book, some 375 pages nearly in, in, its, uh, in its number there and a heavily documented um, we we see so much that you unfold in your book, but I would like to bring in uh, what you bring in your book, the World Economic Forum. You bring globalism. You bring the United Nations. And so let's enter that into our discussion today and how these philosophies have actually even invaded our nation. Right. Well, first of all, it's important to understand, Jim, that globalism is not new. Okay? Glo- globalism is found in the book of Genesis. The first global dictator was a guy named Nimrod who wanted to build the Tower of Babel, the Tower of Babel. And uh, throughout history, we've had world empires. The pharaohs were were an empire that stretched the entire known world, Alexander the Great, the Assyrians, and, uh, and and finally the Romans. And when you see these systems of Uh, globalism or global governance, there's one thing that's always the same, and that is the top guy, whether he's a pharaoh or whether he's a Caesar, he always declares himself God. And so one of the things I think people and Christians in particular need to understand is uh, that's why this whole we're citizens of the world is propaganda. We need to focus on being citizens of our nation. And, uh, you know, God's system is the, 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 the nation system. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave us a prototype of a nation. It was the nation of Israel. Right. And he gave, he gave Israel three things. He gave them a religion, he gave them a culture, and he gave them borders. And if you go back to the Exodus story, remember when they came up to Moab and Moses said, you know, they don't want us to cross their borders Moses went to God and he said, what am I going to do? I, I can't cross the border. God made him march all the way around because God respected borders. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the elites, they work to tear down our border. They work to tear down our culture. They work to tear down our religion, which is Christianity, and, um, and push us into this world order. And it's, so it's Satan's system against God's system. And that's why protecting America is so important, because we are the bulwark against a global system. And, uh, you know, Americans like America. We love America. We've been given such a special country. It's so wonderful. We're safe in our country. But the elites, and even the elites that are controlling our country, mm-hmm. want this globalist viewpoint or global Global, global governance. And, and so it's really important for us to, to stop it. But I, you're right. In the book, I talk about the World Economic Forum. I talk about Klaus Schwab and all of these guys that are pushing. And the reason they want global governance is because, you know, then they can, they, they can literally rule everyone. It's all about power. And, uh, it, and it's very satanic. I mean, uh, when you when you read the book of Revelation, it talks about the beast system. That's a global system. And mm-hmm. I personally believe that when America falls, when we join up with the globalists, that's when the beast system comes. You know, it, 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 Klaus Schwab, you mentioned that he heads the World Economic Forum, and we know he's been pushing the Great Reset. We've done many, many interviews and topics on this t- um, matter. But we're also seeing corporate America jump on this bandwagon. What what is the lure for these corporations to jump into this fray? Well, they're they're bought off, just as the 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 corporations were bought off in in Nazi Germany. So uh, the elites have learned how to profit off of government, and so they get you know like just think about you know Biden's big. Big achievement is this Green New Deal. And the Green New Deal is all about giving subsidies 
to big business that do the government's bidding. So all of these um, big businesses, and, and most of these businesses, Jim, they used to consider themselves American companies. They don't anymore. They consider themselves global companies, mm. and they've lost their affinity for our nation. But, but they're getting you know, millions of tax dollars. And I, you know, I talk about it in the book. It's the tech industrial complex. It's the pharma industrial complex. Uh, and, and it's the military industrial complex. And all of those are just massive businesses that are getting huge payouts and huge protection from the federal government. So that's, that's why they've gone woke is because they've been bought off by the government. Yeah. You know, I want to bring in another aspect, and that's what's happening politically in our nation. I mean, we see that the posturing of political opponents make some pretty antagonistic speeches on the floor, one against another, and accusing this party of this and that party of that. I mean, we'll see the the same in press releases. We'll see it in some media. But then there is the capitulation. We wonder why votes are not backing up these fierce words. Others look at both sides of the aisle and indicate that they're really on the same side. I've heard the term uniparty more than once. Are we really seeing a one-party system disguised as two parties? I mean, is is that part of the deception? Yeah, well, that was part of my learning process as a young man, Jim, when I went to Washington. And, and I was in Washington, D.C. From, from 1983 to 1996. And, you know, in the I remember early on in the Reagan administration, I had a mentor. His name was Stan Evans. And it was probably about 1987. Stan said something to me that sticks to, with me to this day. He said, you know, Floyd, when we came to Washington, we knew this place was a cesspool. And now that we've been here a couple of years, we realize it's a hot tub. And, uh, you know, a part of why I left Washington, D.C. in 1996, I, I said to my wife of now 40 years, I said to her, Mary Beth, you know, I have to get myself out of this system or I'm going to lose my soul. Hmm. And Uh, You know, I have so many friends that have gone to Washington in successive wave elections. And, you know, we've had a number of them. You know, we had the Reagan wave election. We had the contract for America in 1994. I was running Citizens United then and the Newt Gingrich. And and that was a huge wave election. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we had the Tea Party movement in uh, in 20, you know, in 2009 and, and the big wave election in 2010. And then the MAGA movement in 2016, where we got the House, the Senate, and the presidency. So each one of these wave elections has brought a lot of great people to Washington that really wanted to change things. But the system is so dark that people that go there, you know, they, they start to make compromises. Uh, and, and, you know, they make a little compromise the first year. And then maybe five years in, they make a little bit more compromise. And then they get there and they've been there 10 or 12 years, Jim, and they wake up and they've become what they went to Washington to stop. And I've seen this happen over and over. And you talk about a uniparty. I say to understand politics, uh, you got to do a couple of things. First is you have to understand the spiritual nature of what's going on. So I say, don't read the news, read your Bible. Your Bible will help you understand the spiritual context, uh, and, 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 and what's going on in Washington. And, the, and so, yes, people go there, they make compromises, and they become part of this uniparty. And they, you know, they're always you know, arguing at one another. Right. But, then, but then when the votes are taken, they all come together. And you know, it, they, they you know, support this you know, massive war in Ukraine, and they support you know, these huge subsidies for, uh, you know, green energy, and they support, you know, big pharma's uh, release from any liability if uh, people have vaccine injuries. And they all, and they all support, you know, uh, giving big tech a free ride. You know, big tech is, uh, is protected from lawsuits. Literally, you know, if, if your child commits suicide because of the brainwashing that happens from, you know, Instagram or TikTok or one of these big tech platforms, 
These tech platforms are virtually unsuable because of the limitations that government has put and legislators have put on being able to sue these big tech giants. And so it's, it's, it's really evil. You know, this uniparty, and we're seeing that happen, and friends, likely we're going to see this happen with the, the debt ceiling issue coming up here again and deals with a lot of economic matters in, in your book. But I, I do want to point out something that you pointed out very important in your book. You indicate that the Patriot Act, signed by President George W. Bush, knocked our nation off balance. Tell us about it and how the Patriot Act impacted this nation. Yeah, so um, first of all, the Patriot Act... Um, led to a massive increase in the size of the surveillance state and a massive increase in the, in the, in, in, in the, in the size of the budgets of these various deep state entities. And so, um, it, uh, it, it, it basically stripped us of our fourth amendment rights, uh, you know, that are, were so sacred that we couldn't be searched or we couldn't have, uh, you know, people listening to us without our knowledge. And then this has been used against some of, I think, the very best leaders that, that America's had. I mean, we just learned from the Durham report, Jim, the way they, they, they used the whole FISA process to spy on a major political uh, campaign of Donald Trump. Yes. And they used it to take down General Michael Flynn, who is, I think, one of the top patriots uh, in our in our recent history, a man who, you know, made huge contributions to the country uh, during the Iraq War and, 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 uh, and at other times, a, a real hero. And yet they used this uh, this this deep state status to 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 literally tie him up in court for years uh, and economically devastate him. And they can do it to anybody they target. And they do that to keep other people in line. They create fear. And you talk about a uniparty. There is literally in the back of every conservative's mind in Washington, D.C., is the knowledge that uh, because of the Patriot Act, you know, if if I have secret sin in my life, uh, they're going to come after me. Floyd Brown, our guest here, uh, we'll get a break in just half a minute, but uh, we've got more we want to unfold. But let me ask you, Floyd, how is it our listeners can get a copy of Counterpunch? Where is it available? Well, it's available. Um, uh, first, uh, I put up a special website, floydbrownbook.com, which will take you to every place that it's available, but it's available at Amazon. It's available at christianbook.com. It's available at a lot of uh, different uh, uh, bookstores around the country. So the, uh, you know, just about anywhere books are sold, you can find uh, this book, Counterpunch. Counterpunch, again, the subtitle is An Unlikely Alliance of Americans Fighting Back for Faith and Freedom. And uh, yes, we're going to talk about the counterpunch. Folks, stay with us. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Again, the website, our guest just gave out, floydbrownbook.com. We'll be back in one minute. This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY America Network. It happens to many. You go through life on cruise control until the phone rings indicating a tragedy has occurred. Maybe you visit the doctor and receive devastating news. Or perhaps a spouse or family member is suddenly taken. You feel like the rug has been pulled out from underneath you and your life forever changed. What do we do when our normal is gone? In the book, A New Normal, Dr. Les Olala guides the reader through four biblical steps when your normal is suddenly taken away. You'll learn that God doesn't intend to harm you with these events and circumstances, but rather His plan is to perfect you and to strengthen your faith. One copy of A New Normal is available for a donation of $10, three copies for $24, or five copies for a donation of $35. Call 1-800-729-9829. 1 800 729 
book is called Counterpunch, uh, authored by Floyd Brown, who's with us here today on Crosstalk. Again, his website, floydbrownbook.com. Floyd, uh, there's a question that many are asking today, and that is, who is really running this nation? I mean, we have a president that starts late in the morning, retires late afternoon to early evening, vacations most of the time in Vermont regularly. Who's in charge? Who's in control? Who's calling the shots? Well, I, you know, I, I hate to say this, but from watching it, it looks like it's almost Barack Obama's third term because many of the same people that worked with Biden in the uh, Obama administration are now all over his White House. And it's really a continuation and a consolidation of everything that Obama did uh, in the eight years he was in office, which were incredibly damaging, Jim, to America. Um, I, I, I believe that it was during those years that they basically took over the FBI. Uh, they, they filled the Justice Department with uh, social justice warriors who are more concerned with, with uh, you know, their, their Marxist agenda than they are justice mm-hmm. and truth. And uh, a lot of the norms that had governed America, whether a Democrat or a Republican was in office, have been eroded as a result of the Obama administration. And I think the Biden administration is, is just the continuation of that. I actually have made a, a very startling to some people prediction. And uh, that prediction is that the next Democratic nominee will be neither Joe Biden nor Kamala Harris. It will be Michelle Obama. Hmm. And the tell was when they decided to put the Democratic convention in Michelle Obama's hometown, which is Chicago. Chicago. It's going to be a celebration of the Obamas. You know, our education system is showing so many signs of derailment. Uh, Many a school have turned into indoctrination centers, critical race theory, the social-emotional learning we recently discussed, uh, LGBTQ indoctrination, gender change agents, uh, launching just really a full invasion of the classroom. And I look at this, Floyd, and I'm saying these are our future city leaders, our state leaders and national leaders. And and this is, uh, you know, the, the, the brainwash that's happening, not only in, on on that level, but also, you know, the the college level as well. Page 114 and 115 in your book, you you print some of these course offerings at schools. They call themselves prestigious schools, queering the Bible at Swarthmore, Gaga for Gaga, sex, gender and identity, University of Virginia, tattoos, piercing and body adornment, Pittsburgh. College, uh, the unbearable whiteness of Barbie. I mean, on and on these things go, and and for, so when you take a look at that, the whole of that educational system, uh, we have really gone off the rails from from how this nation was founded and and really teaching sound curricula and sound academics. Yeah. So um, the, the 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 truth is is that if you're a Christian now, I would take any child in your family, out of public education, out of government schools immediately, because there just isn't any way to keep them from super negative influences if you allow them to spend their time at school. And so they either need to be in Christian school, and even Christian schools, Jim, I'm sorry to say, have a lot of issues with them and have adopted many of these um, ideas and practices, and so really, homeschooling is uh, is uh, uh, I think a great option, and um, and so it's really important if you've got children or grandchildren, do whatever you can to get them out of the clutches of the of the of the public education system. But you're exactly right when you talk about it. The uh, the the colleges, the universities, and the public schools have all, first of all, they over-sexualize everything. They had created, through sex education, a nation of sex addicts. Everything is sexual. Mm -hmm. And for them, love is about sex. And that's not God's system. God's system is, 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 is so wonderful. One man, one woman, in a marriage, in a family, that's that's why I mean uh, when I cha- when I when I go and speak now, Jim, I 
I say to people, you know, I speak at a lot of what I would call MAGA political conferences or, or conservative political conferences. And I say to people, if you are a, 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 a America first or a conservative political activist and you haven't gotten serious about God, it's time right now, you have to get serious about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes. Because the only way you're going to be safe and be able to discern things going forward is if you have a relationship with our Savior. He is the only solution, your only protection. And then I, and then I say, and if you're already a Christian and you're here at this conference, I challenge them, you ask God about what he wants you to do. Because he has a plan for you, and he has a plan for you to be active right now in saving this country. And if you don't know what your role is in doing that, then you need to go to him on your knees and ask him, what is it I'm supposed to be doing? You know, Floyd, we're just a few ways, uh, years away from our, our nation's 250th anniversary, and the words of John Adams echo in my mind that our, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It's wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And with all that we see happening, and there's so much we have not unfolded, but folks, it's in the book. I mean, everything from from dealing with uh, the world's reserve currency, the dollar, and that being under attack, the, the elite's wealth extraction machine is in there. Uh, the whole issue of surveillance of Americans, and that's another whole issue there, too. But when we see, you know, this this nation and, and what we were founded upon, it's it's not designed, our Constitution, our framework of government, not designed for immorality and an irreligious people. Uh, with all that's happening at such a quick pace, there are many who are wondering if we can even make it to 2026 as we see so much collapsing around us. I want you to give your thoughts on this and what is this counterpunch you're talking about? Because we, we, we see all of this just, you know, collapsing around us and, 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 and people are saying, you know, is there hope? I'm just one voice in a sea of over 300 and, and, and you know, 30 million people. How can I make a difference? So address this, you know, this, it's, it's a big topic here, I know, but unfold that for us if you can. Yeah. So I actually see a lot of really positive things happening, Jim. I see people in their frustration and in their fear waking up and turning to the one person that can save them, and that's Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, I say in the book, don't you know, expect anyone to ride into Washington, D.C. and save America. There's no one individual that can save America. The only person who can save America is Jesus. Uh, you know, and, 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 and I actually, I go through those four wave elections that I talked about, the, the, you know, Contract for America and the Tea Party and the MAGA movement. I go through all those. I believe the next wave, the one that will really change America, is, is, a, is a wave that's not based on a person, but it's based on the fact that people in America come back to Jesus. I see the signs of revival, uh, whether, you know, I, I mean, I see people getting saved all the time. And I see them getting saved a lot of times at these patriotic rallies and, 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 and conservative meetings, places you wouldn't expect them to get saved. And um, they're, it's not like they're getting saved at church. They're getting saved outside of church. And so there is a lot going on, and it's really positive. And I think if people... Um, so I, I really say the way America will be saved is if you connect or reconnect with your neighbors. We were all put on house arrest. A lot of us lost track of and relationship with the people that live on our very streets and we got to reconnect with them and then we've got to I, I talk about a guy named basil Ferminos in the book basil was upset about mask mandates so he texted 50 of his friends and he said hey come and meet me for coffee i want to talk about these mask mandates 250 people showed up at his meeting and he organically created an organization. He now calls it North Valley uh, Constitutional uh, Citizens, 
and uh, and they're making real impact in this community where I live. Mm-hmm. And I see this being replicated around the country. So I see good things happening, and I I believe that the, you know there's more more Christians getting involved in politics, more pastors running for office, more lay people getting involved that really want to change their country, and will do it town by town, county by county. There's over 3,100 counties in America. 3,000 of those counties are conservative, and we need to control every single one of them and make sure we start protecting ourselves from these left-wing policies of the big cities and the Democratic Party. Friends, you've often heard Tom DeWeese on this program also echo about starting locally, getting to your local school board meetings, your city council meetings, your county board of supervisors meetings, monitoring what's happening on a local level. And that's I, I see multiple pages you've devoted to that very topic here, Floyd. Yeah, no. And, and so the, the truth is, is that um, I believe it's a heresy when, when they say that, that churches shouldn't be involved in politics. Mm. I believe that when Jesus transforms you by the renewing of your mind, he takes over every area of your life. For me, you know, he, it's not just about Sunday. You know, he's over my job. Right. He's over my family. He's over my government. He's over every aspect of my life. And so as Christians, we have to occupy, and we have not shown up. There's a little school district called the Washington School District uh, here in the Phoenix area where three LGBTQ uh, activists were elected to the school board. In that very school board, there are, cert- there are at least three different mega churches, each of which could have controlled that school board in a New York minute, but they didn't show up. They weren't active. And, and, so leftists love government. Their worship is being involved in these local races and things. And so as Christians, we have to occupy the same way they're occupying and get involved in what's going on. Floyd Brown, our guest here today on Crosstalk, we're opening our phone lines, our number 800-733-9829. Time is short, so get on board right away. Be as, uh, as uh, precise as possible here with your question or comment. Again, that's 800-733-9829. Uh, the book is called Counterpunch, and uh, friends, in all reality, we have but scratched the surface as to the depth of issues that are covered in this book, uh, but it is available. Go to Floyd brownbook.com and uh, you'll find more information there. Again, it's called Counterpunch. It is subtitled An Unlikely Alliance of Americans Fighting Back for Faith and Freedom. And uh, Floyd, this this book, very current. I mean, it just has been released and you cover many, many contemporary issues in the book. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, it was just released and it was really my chance to step back from the daily news and kind of synthesize what was really happening We're going to take a quick break, friends, and uh, when we come back, we'll be picking up your phone calls. Uh, Again, the number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. Counterpunch, an unlikely alliance of Americans fighting back for faith and freedom. We're back in just one minute. This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Now the American border has virtually collapsed. We have now over the weekend reports of at least five individuals tied to the FBI terrorist list that were obtained at the Mexico-Arizona border. But one government official admits well over a half a million have gotten through. We know that number's really low. Now, with the collapsing of the U.S. border, Terrorists being captured and all the terrorists have gotten away and now a bombing device found on the border. Do you think terrorist attacks are coming? And how would terrorist attacks be used to scare the American people into giving up more of their liberty and freedom? Biometrics. Australia is now testing it. Now a bill was introduced in Congress to digitize every American. Watch how the crisis of our crumbling border and terrorism and the threat of it will be used to digitize everyone under the guise of safety. 
Lloyd Braun, our guest here today on Crosstalk, author of Counterpunch, and taking your calls at Crosstalk at 800-733-9829, 800-733-9829. We're going to begin with uh, an anonymous call from Wisconsin. Hi, caller, you're on the air. Yes, I just wanted to say that I am appalled at the fact that I'm afraid to contact my local state representatives and national representatives because I fear that there will be repercussions against me. I realize that's terrible, but that's the way our world has become, and and I honestly don't know what to do anymore. I'm afraid that my vote doesn't even count anymore. And uh, I realize that God is in control. Okay. But I just, he makes, he makes Sodom, this, this country right now makes Sodom and Gomorrah look like a Sunday school picnic. Thank you for the call, Floyd. How do you respond? He's, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm no, fearful. No, that's how they want him to feel. Mm-hmm. He's feeling exactly how they want him to feel. That the, all of the false narratives are intended to make people feel powerless and afraid. But he needs to remember, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And yes, uh, there is, I understand the fear. I understand that, uh, um, that, you know, sometimes there are repercussions when we speak out for our faith and our, our love of Jesus. But we have to do it. We're called to do it. We're ambassadors for Christ. And so we have to stand up. And uh, so I would just encourage him to, to you know, stand up, and, and, and then it will get easier and easier and easier the more you do it. Yeah. Thank you for the call. And because when they can keep you in fear, they can also exercise control over you. And that's all part of this framework uh, is that aspect of control. Uh, we've got Chris calling from the state of Michigan. Chris, you're on the air. Hi, I'd like to thank both of you for what you are doing today. It's a, another fantastic program, Jim. And uh, Mr. Brown had brought up community involvement. I've seen that in the community I live in, and it's great. I've met people I wouldn't have known without uh, everything that's happened since 2020 and going back to the Tea Party and involved with that. I agree with what he said about uh, who's behind Biden. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I, it's frightening. In, in our state, not only have I seen our community come together, but in lower Michigan, I've seen communities come together and work hard to get rid of commissioners, uh, do what they can to keep evil out of their community. There's one instance Mm -hmm. of um, Goshen Incorporated, a company with Chinese communist ties that is targeting Macosta County, and they don't want them there, and they're pushing through, and anytime somebody wants to push through, you you know it's bad. And to what the last gentleman said, too, my... My my mom told me, she's like, I'm afraid of what you're doing. I said, it's okay, because we have to. And then I just yeah. wanted to point out, too, I saw a clip by a member of the European Parliament, Christine Anderson. Somebody had asked her, where do you get the courage to do this? And she said, fear. I am afraid because I see what's happening, and yeah. if I don't speak up, who's going to? And that, yeah. I think that's a really important message. And having faith and knowing God, believing Jesus died for our sins, that just backs that all up. So Thank you, for Chris. anybody who's afraid, please just, just do it. Thank you, Chris, for the call here today. And and it's also the fear of where our country is going to go and the route we're taking unless we speak up and do something on this, Floyd. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, you know, Scripture doesn't teach us that it's always going to be easy. Right. In fact, it's often going to be hard. I mean, just look at the life of Paul. Yeah. I mean, he was shipwrecked. He was in jail. He was, you know beaten. Uh, he was stoned at least once. It, it, it's and, not necessarily easy you know, to have a witness for Jesus, but we have to do it in this culture. And the truth is, is the darker things get, the brighter our lights shine. Indeed. And those lights draw people. People want solutions. And the only answer is Jesus. Indeed. And uh, the Apostle Paul you referenced, he told Timothy, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We've got Joey calling from the state of Maryland. You're on the air. Yes, sir. I am very disgusted with the financial things that are going on. 
in my, I mean, and just recently I had a couple of problems with a uh, bank card be, because of scams. But yet I know that our government is the biggest scam. What in the world is a disabled person on a limited income to do? And I'll hear your answer on the air. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Floyd. Well, yeah, it's getting uh, more and more difficult for people, uh, disabled people. And, uh, you know, people have more food insecurity today, Jim, than they've had at any time in my lifetime. And it's real because of this massive inflation and the inability of us to keep up with the price of things. And so, yes, government policy is, in fact, making us poorer, and we have to have to turn it around. But we're also going to have to come together as Christians and, you know, through food banks and our churches, we have to pour ourselves out for others and love them with the same kind of unconditional love that Jesus loved us. Indeed. And friends, even in the tax system alone, he gets into this book, Counterpunch, as well. Let's squeeze. uh, We just got a minute left. Lori in Michigan, you're on the air. Yes, um, I wanted to say, I think that when he was talking about the salvations of the, um, all these people that are happening, well, I, I do believe that's happening. I think um, we should also be praying earnestly for a greater, great awakening, but also for those coming over the borders, those that have come here with ill intentions, that God will even change their hearts. Yeah, I've been hearing people getting saved that are terrorists overseas. Well, God can do the same thing here. And so I really believe we should be pouring our hearts out to the Lord on behalf of even the People that are inside our country that have ill will for us. Great. Thank you. Good point, Lori. Thank you for raising that. Uh, Floyd, we've got uh, half a minute. What do you want to leave with the listeners? Well, I would just say that uh, we serve a miraculous God, a God of miracles, and I believe he's not done with America yet, but it's going to take each and every one of us believers getting involved and asking Jesus, what do you want me to do? Friends, it comes down to where the heart is, does it not? Floyd Brown, our guest here today, the website floydbrownbook.com. Floyd, I know you put a lot of time, prayer, and research into the book, and thank you so much for putting into writing and making it available across the nation. Thank you for what you do, Jim. Mm-hmm. Floyd Brown, our guest here today, and just stay on the line for a moment, if you would, Floyd. Friends, again, floydbrownbook.com, and uh, again, recognize God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let's serve him. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.